Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. It's NFC Championship Week. This is exactly what you sign up for if you're a San Francisco 49ers fan. This is the time when you get to sit back and watch your team do everything that they're supposed to do. Uh, They've gotten through the divisional round. They got the number one seed, and now they have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And that's good news because here comes the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions, led by Dan Campbell, are a very physical, very aggressive, and very tough team. You look at them, and they just got a lot of talent. At all aspects of the game, uh, they're pretty good. So uh, this is going to be a fun matchup, 49ers versus Detroit Lions. And this is going to be the first look. We're going to take a look at the coaching staff, get more familiar with Detroit uh, players, talk about some of the matchups, talk about some of the stats, maybe get a first idea of how the 49ers plan to attack the Detroit Lions. This is going to be a a great week of content because you have two formidable teams. Either one of these teams would do a good job in representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. Uh, Both have went a long way in continuing to build their rosters to the point where they can take on some of those big-time behemoths over in the AFC. Whether it's going to be Baltimore or it's going to be Kansas City that comes out of the AFC, it's going to be a slobber knocker to quote the great JR, uh, it's just going to be a good one. And I think that when you look at this matchup at surface value originally, you would think, hey, 49ers got a real advantage. Uh, they've been one of the best teams in the league all year. But you look at Detroit, and they're playing really good football right now. They're finding ways to win, whether that was in the wild card round, uh, getting rid of the Los Angeles Rams in a tough-fought battle. But Detroit was able to hang on, and they were able to beat the Rams. And Then you look at the 49ers, and they had to go through all of the grit it took to beat the Green Bay Packers. So battle-tested, a little beat up, both of these football teams, where they're going to come into this game, and it's going to be an absolutely fantastic matchup. And congratulations to the Detroit Lions for making it back to the NFC Championship game for the first time in 32 years. A little bit different for the 49ers. Fourth time in five years. The only time they didn't go to the NFC Championship game since 2019 the 2020 season, where it was absolutely marred by injury. So this is familiar ground for the 49ers, but they are going to be highly motivated. They believe last year they were robbed of an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl because of Brock Purdy's injury. They are not going to let it slip through their fingers again. They are going to be highly motivated, and Detroit is hungry. Uh, They want this to happen. It's going to be a blast. So this is going to be a fun episode. Let's get into 49ers versus Lions. But first, please like and subscribe to the channel. On that push for 5K, and you can help me get there. So thank you so much if you decided to uh, subscribe. 
The Whiskey Audio Platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe, which is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Pods, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, please give it a five-star rating. And if you're going to bet, bet with Bet Online. With NFL playoffs here and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up-to-the-second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today and get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, so these teams have pretty much been towards the top of the NFC the entire season. Both teams come in, and they've been well-traveled. They've played very tough football, and they've won a lot of really good games. Whether they won big or they won close, they've both proven that they can do that. And you've got a quarterback for the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff that has proven before that he can run the gauntlet and make it to the Super Bowl. In 2018, he did. He made it all the way to the Super Bowl. And he, yes, they did have a really good run game going with Todd Gurley. But that experience is pivotal when you get into these matchups. Because the rest of the Detroit Lions team, there's not very many players who have seen the playoffs, who have seen an NFC Championship game, or been to a Super Bowl. So Jared Goff is a guy that can bring experience. He can bring confidence to that room. When you look over at the 49ers, that's entirely different. They have a lot of players that have played in the NFC Championship game and a lot of players that have played in the Super Bowl and a lot of key players for the 49ers. So it's going to be one of those situations where you have a lot of experience on one side, not so much on the other. But after a while, experience won't matter, right? After a couple of quarters, everyone's going to settle in. And this is just going to be a good football team, a football game and very physical. So let's set it up with the coaches. First off, you have head coach Dan Campbell and Campbell is a very fun character to watch. Uh, number one, Dan, Dan Campbell's very intense, very aggressive, even with the, with the way that he goes about attacking fourth downs. They are, are willing to take chances, and he's, he's just brought an approach and an attitude to that Detroit Lions team that very much matches the area. Detroit is very tough, uh, you know, very proud people, and, and he's doing a good job of illustrating what it's about. And that team... Is something they can be proud of because they go out and they play hard every single game for every single minute. And I think that that can be well-respected. So the Detroit Lions are a well-respected opponent for the San Francisco 49ers. If you look at their offense, it's led by Ben Johnson. And Ben Johnson is getting so much attention around the league to be a head coach. And for good reason. He took over in 2022. And the Detroit Lions offense has surged since. He's found a way to be very aggressive. He's very... Uh, very good and creative about coming up with new concepts and plays, uh, throwing things in there that you're not ready for. He's good at all that, but he still stays balanced, very determined to get the run game going. And then that marries into the passing game with a great play action game. They get things set up for Jared Goff. They make sure that he can get rid of the football quickly. And it's all been a very good system. And he's used his playmakers very well whether that is, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown, who has really emerged as one of the better wide receivers in the entire league. And, of course, a lot of people on the West Coast are very familiar with Amon Ra. He played at USC, and we've seen him do very well over the years. But, but when you look at this offense, uh, that is something that I really like about Ben Johnson is his ingenuity and his ability to get the ball into the hands of his playmakers. 
You look at young rookie tight end Sam Laporta. We all know we are huge fans in San Francisco of Laporta. Anytime you're talking Iowa tight ends, we're fans. But he was somebody that early on, you thought maybe the 49ers could possibly get, bring, in, bring him in here and pair him with George Kittle. Now, of course, that couldn't be the case because everyone finally saw what we saw and Laporta jumped up all the draft boards and eventually uh, to a point that there was absolutely no way the 49ers were going to be able to get him. And bravo to the Lions. They got themselves the best receiving tight end in the entire draft. Laporta has been a really solid player for the Detroit Lions, and he's going to be a tough matchup for the 49ers. 49ers have done good against tight ends, right? The conversations last week, the young tight ends for the Green Bay Packers going into that game. You know, you had Musgrave, you had Kraft, and the 49ers slow them down. They absolutely did slow them down. But Laporta is a different animal. Laporta is just a better route runner. Uh, he's better in the passing game. He's tougher. Uh, so I think that when you look at it, it's a different dynamic. The only thing you got going for you is the 49ers defensive players go against George Kittle every day in practice. So they've seen a talent like Laporta, uh, but he's a very good player. And Ben Johnson knows how to use them. And then now what he's been added is Jameer Gibbs. Uh, and Jameer Gibbs has been absolutely fantastic for this football team. And he showed some dynamic ability last week in their uh, their divisional round against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Gibbs made some great cuts, great reads, and then was able to use his explosive speed to get to the end zone. So they're well-balanced on what they do on offense. I've been a very uh, big fan of how they go about handling uh, the offense since they've been uh, under Ben Johnson. When you look over at the defense, it's about Aaron Glenn. So Aaron Glenn, if you've been around for a while, you've heard him. Uh, used to be a defensive back in the NFL and a talented defensive back. And he's translated into coaching. Uh, he was with New Orleans for a long time. That's where he was linked up with Dan Campbell. And since he's been a defensive coordinator, he's done a pretty good job. The defenses have gotten a little bit better. Uh, this is his 10th season coaching in the NFL. And it's his third season as a defensive coordinator. So guy with a lot of experience, he definitely understands what goes on in the secondary and what to do on the back end, which a little interesting because Detroit isn't the best when it comes to uh, the secondary and how they go about, you know, handling uh, plays in the, in the back end right now. I know they suffered an injury. Emmanuel Mosley, very familiar with 49er fans. He went out with another knee injury, which, actually was was very gutting. You know, I mean, we no one wants to see Emmanuel Mosley get hurt. All of us are huge fans of E-Man, uh, and that was a big hit to the Detroit Lions secondary, and that was really unfortunate. So now they've had to rely on other guys in that secondary, and it hasn't always went good for them. And so Aaron Glenn has had a mixed bag. Now it's front seven, especially the pass rushers, are pretty good. Um, when they could get pressure on you, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson – has had a sack in like the last five games, one sack per game. He's had a sack streak. He's been on fire. And so when they can get pressure on you, they make it more difficult. And the best way to neutralize weaknesses in the back end of your defense is to have a really good front seven. And they do. They have guys that can put pressure on the quarterback. And we'll get all into all that as well in this episode. But the Lions play man and zone coverage about the league rate. So uh, the league average is where they're at. They don't. They're, they're not really one that leans more one or the other compared to the rest of the teams in the league. Uh, they have a an average to slightly above average team in yards allowed per coverage snap in both man and zone. Uh, so just a little over what, you know, 
normally happens in the league. And then the Lions have allowed explosive plays at a 15.4% rate, which is above average rate. So they do give up explosives. And you're talking about a 49ers team that likes to take advantage of those explosive plays and have an opportunity down the field. Now, what we just saw from Green Bay was soft coverage. Uh, take away those intermediate routes. Take away anything deep that Brock Purdy's really like to take advantage of this season and make the 49ers check it down underneath. Now, once Brock Purdy got comfortable with that, he started picking up six, seven, eight yards, and then they were converting on first downs. It led to longer drives, and yes, you had to make sure you were on point on those drives. But I think the 49ers now understand that if a defense does that, Brock Purdy will feel comfortable just taking what's there, getting it done, moving the sticks. Those things will eventually make that defense creep up and then give you those opportunities that you need to take, a la Chris Conley on the 17-yard out. Uh, that Those types of things happen when the defense finally has to start jumping on some routes. So I think that we could see a mixture of maybe them playing some soft coverage uh, early, making Brock Purdy check it down underneath, and then eventually it'll start to open up if he can consistently make those plays. And they are explos- uh, allowing explosive plays at the fourth highest rate while in the red zone at 15.5%. So uh, they do allow explosive plays as the defense. So 49ers are going to have some opportunities to get some plays, especially in the passing game, where if you could find a weakness with the Detroit Lions, that's the first one you look at. Their defense is very good against the run, but their passing defense is not that great. That's where their weaknesses is, and the 49ers can take advantage of that in this game. And we'll see. We'll see what happens when the 49ers get out there. But this is going to be a fun one. Now, let's look at the DVOA. San Francisco 49ers were number two overall in DVOA. Of course, Baltimore Ravens were number one. They're the number one seed in the AFC. They're in the AFC championship game. Well, the 49ers were number two. The Lions were number seven overall. So very talented, very well balanced. 49ers were the number one offensive team as far as DVOA. Detroit number five. So Detroit top five. They've had a good offense all year. Jared Goff's been good. Talked about uh, the things that they do on offense with a really, really talented offensive coordinator and Ben Johnson using those weapons that he has. Uh, it, it's been really good for him. And, you know, the weapons that we're talking about is David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs. And I mentioned Gibbs earlier, but Montgomery has done a good job also of getting some tough physical yards, setting the tone. He's the one that usually gets the early amount of carries. And then they bring in Jameer Gibbs as a, a kind of change-up. They usually go drive to drive, and you got a different mixture. Montgomery, less effective in the passing game. Jameer Gibbs, very effective in the passing game. So you have some worries there if you're a running back. I mean, a linebacker covering one of these running backs. And you look at the weapons, Amon Ross St. Brown, talked about him earlier. Jamison Williams has had a mixed bag. He hasn't been the player they thought he was going to be, um, but still he's got some threat there. Josh Reynolds can go off. Uh, he went off in the... Los Angeles Rams playoff game. So he's got ability. The four years are very uh, familiar with him. And then they got the the Donovan Peoples-Jones, who they traded for uh, from the from the Bears early on in the season. So you got a guy, you got guys that they're, they know who they are. Uh, they know how they play. So uh, you got some good wide receivers there. And we talked about Laporta earlier. And then a good offensive line. So they have weapons. They have guys that they can use. Then when you look at the defense, the 49ers have the fourth best defense as far as DVOA, uh, they were really good this season, and the Detroit Lions are 13th, and a lot of reason why the Detroit Lions are 13th is their pass defense. Their run defense has been superb, but that pass defense just hasn't been able to get it done this season. And with special teams, the 49ers are 25th 
and the Lions are 19th. So not a huge discrepancy there uh, between those two teams. But, I mean, you just look at what the what the defense for the Lions has been doing this year, and, you know, they give up 247 yards through the air. Uh, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, for instance, gave up 206 yards per game. The Detroit Lions, 247. They only give up 88 yards per game on the ground. 49ers average 141 yards per game on the ground uh, running the football. So that's the big difference between those two teams as far as you, if you're looking at areas to attack. Now, one thing that Detroit does very good is run the football. Over 130 yards per game on the crown. 49ers defense had been good against the run. Then when Eric Armstead got hurt, they sort of uh, struggled a little bit. And then last week, Aaron Jones was able to kind of get some carries that had some explosive abilities to them, whether it was outside with a toss play or eventually that big 53-yard run. Now, the interesting part of that is, right, he finishes with 108 yards rushing. His last carry is the big explosive 53-yard carry to get him over 100 yards. Means the 49ers held him to 55 yards before that. So even though it seemed like he was having a huge game, minus that big run, and I mean, you got to give him credit for that big run, but I'm just talking about the explosive they were holding him under 75 yards. I mean, they were having a good game against him. The running attack wasn't doing that good against the 49ers. It did good, and it did good early in the first half, but Steve Wilk's adjustments in the second half, the way that they changed the way they were going to play their linebackers, the leverage on the outside, they slowed up the Green Bay Packers' uh, rushing attack besides that one big rush. So uh, you got to give the credit uh, credit to some 49ers there. But, yeah, I mean, this is one of those things where if Detroit can establish a run game early, that could really get their offense going. So let's take a look at some of the matchups in this game that I think are very pertinent uh, that we're going to be talking about a lot during this week. But the first one that sticks out to me has got to be Aiden Hutchinson versus Colton McKivitz. Colton McKivitz uh, has been Mike McGlinchey when it comes to the pass protection. They literally graded out identical. Now, he's a lot cheaper uh, than Mike McGlinchey, so you save money there, and you're getting the same sort of production. But Hutchinson is a real beast and a real problem. And when Hutchinson comes free, I mean, it's bad news for you. He's athletic enough to get to the quarterback. He's athletic enough to change direction. The guy's got a real skill set of pass rush moves. Uh, He can beat you vertically up the field with his speed, his bend, and getting to the quarterback. He can beat you with his inside moves, whether that's using that spin move that he's been using a lot recently or just beating you with an inside swim or an inside rip. He's talented. So Colton McKivitz, this is the one you don't really want, the matchup you don't like. McKivitz against a guy that has tremendous speed and power. That power-speed combination, McKivitz will get leaning up field to try to stop the speed, and he'll be able to beat him inside. So I believe the 49ers are probably going to plan on Chipping uh, uh, Hutchinson a lot. I believe they're going to plan on doubling him at times, and they're going to make sure they give him the full treatment of a very talented, very successful edge player. 49ers cannot allow Hutchinson to consistently get home. Uh, I think also they'll do some things to help with George Kittle and with others, Kyle Juszczyk. Christian McCaffrey's a good uh, pass blocker as well, but the 49ers are going to have to make sure they stop Aiden Hutchinson from consistently getting home. Normally, I would say, let's put the onus on the run game. Let's run the ball consistently, and then that will slow down Hutchinson. Here's the problem. Detroit Lions only give up 88 yards per game on the ground. So 
it's going to be tough sledding in the running game. You're want to gonna you're gonna want to have the success in the passing game. It's gonna be on Brock Purdy and this 49ers plethora of weapons to get it done. But stopping Hutchinson is gonna be a key. So I expect them to chip him using wide receivers, using uh, Kyle Uzcheck, using George Kittle, and make sure Hutchinson never gets a free rush one on one with Colton McKivitz. There'll probably be some times, and McKivitz has to hold up in those. Uh, but I. I don't like this matchup for Colton McKivitz. I think this is a tough matchup. I wish Hutchinson would play on the other side and go against Trent Williams, but I don't think that is the case. Uh, they've got other good pass rushers as well. I love Aleem McNeil from the inside. So Aleem McNeil was one of the guys I really liked in the draft a couple years back. Very talented. John Feliciano, Aaron Banks, uh, and Jake Brendel are going to have their hands full on the inside. Aleem McNeil and Benito Jones those guys are very talented. And then at the other defensive end, you got John Kaminsky. So they've got talent, uh, and they've got guys that will just keep rotating through um, that'll that'll continue to put pressure. So the 49ers need to make sure they stay out of third and longs in this game. That's going to be very pivotal. I mean, it is every game, but this is really going to be one of those ones that's pivotal. Uh, Charverius Ward versus Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Detroit Lions um, defense, or I mean, offensive weapons. And when you look at it, the two names that stand out right away are Amon Ross St. Brown and Sam Laporta. And so you've got to put a focus on taking away Amon Ross St. Brown. My guess is Carverius Ward will travel with Amon Ra in a lot of situations. And they'll just say, all right, Amon Ra, we're going to put Charverius Ward on you. Uh, we're going to try to limit his effectiveness. And then we're going to allow Ambry Thomas and Diameter Lenore to take care of Jamison Williams and Josh Reynolds. That's what I think is going to happen. And then when it comes to Laporta, that's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be all hands on deck from Dre and Fred, who are also going to have to deal with Jameer Gibbs. Congratulations. Uh, you get to deal with that beast. Uh, but also, you know, it comes down to Tishon Gibson and um, Logan Ryan and potentially Jair Brown. We'll see. And they're going to have to deal with slowing down Sam Laporta. A lot of it's going to be funneling him where you want to get him and then being able to tackle him as soon as he gets the ball in his hands. So you want to make sure that Jared Goff has to check these things underneath and make successful tackles. Do not allow yards after the catch. Do not allow those physical plays that those guys make. The same way that Debo and Jawan Jennings and George Kittle battle for extra yards, that's what Amon Ross St. Brown and Sam Laporta do on the regular. So you have to make sure you get those guys to the ground, play physical, uh, be in their hip pockets. But I expect Charveris Ward to be wherever Amon Ross St. Brown is. And I expect for the 49ers to try to funnel Sam Laporta in certain areas. I wouldn't even be surprised to see Diomino Lenore line up on Laporta sometimes, especially when he lines up in the slot. And I think that Diomino Lenore is up to the task. So it's going to be interesting in that secondary to see how the 49ers handle those players. But I expect Ward to be moving around with St. Brown. I like to say, if the 49ers could generate some pass rush, uh, that would really, really help. Those secondary players not have to hold up as long. We need that defensive line to really step it up. And I expect Steve Wilkes to also come through with some stuff as well. Detroit linebackers versus Christian McCaffrey on offense. Uh, this one is significant because when you look at the linebackers for the Detroit Lions, they're talented. They got good linebackers. Uh, you've got Jack Campbell, Alex Anzalone, and Derek Barnes. Uh, but I think that Christian McCaffrey is a matchup issue for them. And we've seen last week, McCaffrey, 10 catches. He was able to get open. He was a check down. Of course, we saw that the Green Bay Packers just had to play off. They had to play soft coverage. 
Uh, they knew they couldn't get in a situation where Quay Walker uh, or Campbell were one-on-one with Christian McCaffrey. I mean, no one wants that. And I think this is another one of those situations where these guys are solid against the run. They're probably going to battle very tough against the 49ers run game. That's going to be an interesting matchup. But I think that Christian McCaffrey still has an advantage in one-on-one, getting out in the open field, even in zone coverage. He can turn these guys inside out and get some separation. So I think this is an advantage the 49ers must take advantage of in this game. And early looking at it, this is something I'm like, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm trying to scheme up certain situations to get those matchups that I like. Uh, But, I mean, they've got talented guys. Those guys can run around. Those guys play hard. Uh, But I think I like Christian McCaffrey in this game. And we don't know the status of Debo Samuel. Uh, 50-50, is he going to play? Is he not? We're going to find out. But I think that just getting matchups for Christian McCaffrey is going to be important in the passing game. I know we want him to run the football. Uh, but talked about it a little bit. Detroit Lions rushing attack, rushing defense really good. Now you don't abandon the run, and if you can find success with it, then absolutely, you know, bury the hammer and go after him. But I think that you got to find other opportunities in the passing game, and I think Christian McCaffrey for those Detroit linebackers could be a good one. We've seen Rashad White have some success last week. Uh, we've seen um, you know them be able to get other things going against the Rams. So I think this is one of those ones I like for the 49ers. And then you've got to get pressure on Goff. I kind of alluded to this earlier. Uh, Getting pressure on Goff is imperative. They have to. When under pressure this season, Goff is 62.5 passer rating with just six touchdowns, nine interceptions. So for comparison, he has been excellent when throwing from a clean pocket, including 24 touchdowns and three interceptions. So if you are able to blitz and get pressure and actually get into him, that's when he struggles. If you blitz and you and you don't get that pressure, uh, so not just when blitz, but when the blitz pressure gets home, that's when he's at 62.5 passer rating. When you blitz and you don't get home, that's a different story. He's a little bit better. So Goff, when not blitzed, has a 90.4 PFF grade and a 100.1 uh, passer rating. When he is blitzed, so even if it gets home or not, or you know, puts pressure on him, he's a 70.3 PFF grade or a 95.6 uh, passer rating. So you can see how much it dropped, 20 points in his PFF grade, just from not blitz to blitz, let alone under pressure, where he falls to a 62.5 passer rating. So I expect Steve Wilkes to dial up some blitzes this week. I expect them to try to make Jared Goff get rid of the football extremely quickly before he really wants to and put the onus on Goff to beat them. Kyle Shanahan and this defensive coaching staff are very familiar with Jared Goff. All the time in the NFC West, they know his strengths, they know his weaknesses, and they're going to have a really good understanding of what he does well. You throw in the fact that Kyle Shanahan understands Raheem Morris's defense so well, he can go back and watch that film against the Rams and understand what they were trying to do against Jared Goff. I think this is going to be a real fun matchup, but... They've got to put pressure on him. Uh, and, you know, the one thing you can do is you've got to put pressure on him, but you also have to make sure you don't fall for the wide receiver screens in the blitz. Because if they can catch you in a blitz and hit Amon Ross St. Brown and our corners not tackle at a high level, that's why I want Charverius Ward there. He's the, one of the better tacklers. I would love it if it was Diamond Lenore. I don't think the 49ers would go Lenore one-on-one with St. Brown, but uh, Lenore is a great tackler. We've got to get them to the ground when they have those screens, especially in blitz. So you got to know what you're looking at formationally. Make sure you know which which formations they primarily run their screens out of. 
That way you can make sure your blitzes come at timely fashion and stop the run early, and I think you'll be okay. And the Detroit Lions wide receivers are um, 17th best in the NFL against man coverage with a 21.5% ranking, and then the zone coverage ranked their 14th. So uh, they're better against the zone than they are man, but it's pretty close. And the 49ers play a league average in both man and zone coverage. So usually, you know, over 70% zone coverage and a little around 15% in man coverage is usually what they do. The San Francisco 49ers have been better in zone coverage, allowing a league best 8.8 yards per reception this season. Uh, So the 49ers do a good job when they're in their zone. And I think this is one of those weeks you can run the zone, even though Detroit receivers are better against the zone uh, than, than a lot. You can do a good job there. We talked about Charverius Ward moving around. Uh, they have allowed a first down or touchdown on just 28.7 of their zone coverage snaps, ranking second among defenses. So when the 49ers are in their zone coverage, that's when they're at their best. They do a good job, uh, and, and that's exactly what they have to do in this game. Make Jared Goff decipher what you're doing. Disguise the coverage. Bring blitz. Make him figure it out on the fly and hope that you can get him to either get rid of the football before he wants with an errant throw, or you can get him to turn over the football or eat it and take a sack. Uh, You're going to get a more stationary target this week than you had last week with Jordan Love or that you've had in previous weeks with quarterbacks that can really move. Now, Goff is capable of scrambling, getting some extra yards, extending plays, but he is more stoic and statue in the pocket, and the 49ers can definitely pin their ears back as a defense and go after him. I think this is one of those weeks you're not worried about pass rush lane integrity as much as you're worried about getting consistent pressure on Jared Goff. The 49ers are not one of the best when it comes to man coverage, so I hope they don't run a lot of man coverage in this game because um, they're just not the best at it. So this is what we're looking at. Now, of course, I just talked about pass rush. This 49ers defensive line versus the Detroit Lions offensive line is going to be a huge matchup. Now, we know they got Pine Sewell. He plays right tackle. Pretty good. Good puller. Uh, could do everything they need to do. He's going to be going primarily against Nick Bosa. Ding, ding. That's going to be one heck of a battle. You got Taylor Decker on the other side. Solid player. But on the inside, they had Jonah Jackson. He's dealing with an injury. We'll see what ultimately happens with Jonah Jackson and if he's able to play. Uh, Graham Glasgow has been playing pretty good this year. And then Frank Ragnow is dealing with a knee sprain and ankle sprain. But tough dude. Duck it out last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's him going against Vita Vea, going against Kalia Kansi. Uh, that, that's not good. That's a tough situation, and he held up good. So great offensive line for the Detroit Lions against a 49ers defensive line. Nick Bosa, Chase Young. Uh, Young had a pretty good game. I know it didn't result in sacks, but he was getting pressure uh, from time to time. Uh, One of the top five defensive players in the PFF rankings. Uh, I thought he had a a decent game. I want to see him get home. I want to see those sacks. We didn't see it last week. I'm hoping we'll see it this week. And then Eric Armstead now will be in his second game. Him and Hargrave. I thought it was interesting. Chris Kacarek's rotation. Uh, He went to uh, Kevin Givens and he went you know, went to Javon Kinlaw very early in that game. It was a five-man rotation, including Sebastian Joseph Day. I wonder how much Armstead and Hargrave play more early in this matchup compared to last week, uh, but we'll see. But I think that's one of the key matchups in this game is getting pressure on Jared Goff, and if you can, you have a really good chance to win. And if you can't, uh, well, Jared Goff, he's good enough that he can go make some plays down the field, and he has enough weapons. 
with St. Brown and Laporta. It's going to be a great game. I'm looking forward to it. 49ers versus Detroit Lions for the NFC Championship. Please like the video. That'll help kick it out to the algorithm. Subscribe to the channel on that push for 5K. That'll help me get there. This episode of 49ers Cutback was brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. Lots of content coming your way, so hope you guys click the notification bell and check it all out. Uh, but until then, stay safe. Remember the right way is always the 49ers way.